0: What if I told you that there is a way to live your life that, no matter what's going on around your life, it doesn't actually move your life? Like there's a way for you, in the in the middle of everything that's spinning around you, to stay steady, and calm, and sure, confident. And, and here's the here's the key. You ready? It's not that it's not that we stop our lives from spinning. Like I I. I can't stop your life from spinning. You can't stop your life from spinning. I need you to understand something right up front. Life is just going to keep spinning. There are things that are so far out of your control that just cause your life to spin. Can you think of a few? Right? There's like, like, like I can't control. I can't stop. I'm not in control of this war, war thing. You know, I'm praying. We're doing all we can with the, with the refugees right now as a church and and we're doing our part, but I can't. It's just spinning right? These gas prices, my goodness, everybody. I, we had somebody on our Instagram say, Pastor Chris, I had to choose between tithing and gas, and we chose to tithe. I want to look at you and say, God bless you. We miss you. We miss you, but God bless you, you know? Like, I mean, it's just the reality, right? And um, housing's like crazy right now. Some of y'all trying to find a rentals, and you're like, what? Like, I turned around, and they're up $800. How did that happen? Like, and Jesus, just, I, life is spinning, it's just spinning all around you. Some of you got some stuff in your, in your marriage is spinning. You got some stuff with your kids, relationships. It's just, it just feels like you're, like it's all all spinning. But I, I want you to know that right now, the secret is not that you stop the spinning. You tell yourself, well, if that would stop spinning, if those kids would get under control, and if my wife would do that, and if my husband, and if, and if this would, and if the teacher would, and if my boss would, and, if, and you have all these if, if all this stuff would stop spinning, then maybe I wouldn't feel so dizzy. But I'm here to tell you, it's all going to keep spinning. Welcome to church, everybody. But there is a way in the midst of everything that's spinning to not be spun, okay? And it's not that we're going to stop things from spinning. It's that we learn how to position ourselves in the midst of everything that is spinning. There's a posture you can take. I want to show you this. Paul, Paul the Apostle in the book of Acts, like if anyone's world was spinning, like Paul the Apostle's world was spinning. Paul's like, I've been shipwrecked, abandoned. I've been like, I had people try to kill me, throw like rocks at me. I'm just out here trying to preach God's word, right? And so Paul's been through stuff. He's been through storms. He knows he's about to go through storms. And life is spinning all around him. So much so that if any of us, uh, if I, I'll speak for myself, was in his shoes, you would find me curled up in the fetal position somewhere, like weeping tenderly to myself. Like just, it's a lot. It's a lot in Paul's life. A lot of pressure. A lot of threat. But yet in the book of Acts, here's what Paul the Apostle says. And this has got me thinking about all of this. This is what I want in my life. So what I want for your life. Paul in the book of Acts chapter 20, all this going on. Here's what he says. But none of these things move me. It's all happening. It's all spinning. It's threatening me. I've been through it. I'm going to go through it. I, I, it. But here's what Paul says. It doesn't move me. I'm steady. I'm sure-footed. I'm secure. I'm stable. Like I'm, 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 I'm okay in the middle of everything that's going on around me. He says, none of these things move me, neither do I count my life dear unto myself. There's a key in there, we'll get to it a little bit. So that I might finish the course with joy and the ministry which I've received from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Paul says, although it's all happening, I just keep on keeping on. I'm doing what God has called me to do. I'm not gonna back down. None of these things move me. Translation, it's all good. Paul says, it's all good, I'm gonna be all right. How, Paul? You weren't moved, you weren't shook, nothing detoured you, how? Paul was, and let me explain it to you because when I say it, you're gonna be like, that sounds weird. Paul was, Paul was centered. And, there, and, and listen, it's, I almost called the series centered, but it kind of sounds mystic. You know, like, we're gonna go meditate up real high on some mountain for three months and get centered. But this isn't about being centered in some mystic, um, you know, meditative kind of way. This is being centered. Paul was centered in in a theological, true to life kind of way. You see, Paul was centered because he knew some things about his God. And he knew some things about himself that were unchanging in the middle of everything that was changing around him. So Paul had this theological backbone that caused him to stand up straight. No matter what the world threw at him, he just said, I'm all good. Why? Because I know what I believe. I know why I believe it. I know who God is. I know who I am. So throw at me what you may. I'm all good. So you can't mess with Paul because he's just got this theological centeredness, so to speak. So here's what I mean. Like, imagine life. Imagine life is like a wheel. Like this wheel, for example, right? Yeah, there's just one up here, everybody. And here's what happens, is this thing spins. And some of you are like, I wish my life wasn't spinning. I wish it wasn't spinning. And you want to stop the wheel from spinning. But you cannot, you cannot stop the wheel from spinning. Amen. Anyone ever try to stop their wheel from saying You just can't. So life just keeps spinning. Now, life is going to keep spinning. But the effect of the spin depends where you are on the wheel. Like if you're on the edge, imagine, I was thinking of like a little ant just on the edge. It's just like spinning, right? Just spinning. You ever been on it? You ever been on a merry-go-round? And you go to the edge of the merry-go-round, it's like Whoa! but but as you move toward the center of the merry-go-round. Do you remember those? Remember those? They should be illegal. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. In those in, in in the playgrounds of America, somebody came up with this idea, like, let's put a wheel for little kids to climb on. Let's get some like crazy dad, he's all ripped. It's always that guy load up all the kids, and dad's like, blah, right, and they go as fast as they can, and pretty soon, children are being thrown, like, Like blah, blah, kids everywhere, right, but then there was those kids, there's always the kids that were smart enough to go, and they fight to get, what, to the, someone say center, center, because see, in the center, the wheel's still spinning all around me, but its effect on me is no longer moving me because I've learned to, I've learned to center my, myself. I've learned, I've learned how to be okay in the middle of everything that isn't okay. And it happens when you move toward the center. See, if I'm on the edge, some of you are like, I'm living on the edge. <laughs> hey, listen, stop it! <laughs> like when you're living on the edge, you're, you're dizzy, when you're living on the edge, like, your emotions get the best of you. When you're living on the, on the edge, it's like everything's up one day, it's down the next day. When you're living on the edge, you're stressed. When you're living on the edge, it's just like you, you, you want it to stop. When you're living on the edge, you're just doing everything you can to just hold on. You're barely making it. And that's not how God intends for you to live. There's something better. It's called being centered. You move your life to the center of the will. And so it no longer, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not stressed. You see, it's moving all around me, but it's not moving me, right? Paul says, but none of these things move me. And you can live there. You can get there. So the question then becomes what, what centers us? What theologically centers us? What, what do I need to know about God? And what do I need to know about myself if I'm gonna move to the center of the will and live this way? We gotta get here, everybody. If if COVID and all this proved anything to us, it's that everyone's living on the outside of that will. It's just like, oh my gosh. You act like, like the sky is falling. It might be, but I'm good. Like, I, I'm, I'm all right. Paul says, for me to live is Christ. What are you doing every day, Paul? He's like, Christ? I just, my whole life is Christ. What if we kill you, Paul, to die? He's like, oh, it's gain. You can go to heaven. Paul, what if we take this from you? He's like, see, you just can't mess with somebody like that. And we got to get there, you guys. So what do we need to know about God? What do we need to know about ourselves? What, what are some steps we can take? What are the things that center us? And here's the first thing, a big principle I want to talk to you about, it, it's, it's this word. You're not going to like it. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to like it, but it's going to help you. Here's your word. Here's what centers us. It's called surrender. A surrendered life is a centered life. If you are not surrendered to God, you're dizzy. If you haven't learned to yield everything in your heart and your life to God, you're on the edge, holding on for dear life, and it's not until you are surrendered that you then become centered. And I know some of you are listening, like, "No, I'm surrendered. I'm surrendered." Well, I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna push a little this morning, like, oh, really, because this is, this is huge in our life. I want to take you to learn surrender and actually to learn some principles of, of being centered over to the over to a wonderful psalm, Psalm chapter 23. It's a wildly popular psalm, and as I was prepping for this series, I was reading back through this psalm, and I realized that this psalm, written by David, is a psalm where, where David's letting us in on how he lived a centered life. Like, if, if theologians are correct, this psalm was actually written by David in his latter years of life. David, as you may or may not know, has been through a ton, all right? Like, we talked about it last week. Remember, we talked about David. Like, he wrestled a bear. He's, he's like, took, took down a line. He's had some, you know, things that, some life-threatening situations. He, he, he had incredible victories, Goliath. He had uh, just wild defeats and places of vulnerability in his life, like Bathsheba. David, some of you may not know, David lost a child. He went through great loss, pain. He was grieving for, for weeks. And weeks, and his heart was always breaking over the loss of his child. David was running a, a kingdom. I mean, I know some of you, like, you employers in here. Like, this is a lot. When David was running a whole kingdom, okay? Like, he, he knows what it is to carry that kind of weight, So, David's just a well rounded individual when it comes to somebody who had a lot going on in their life, right? He ran from Saul. Yeah, so everyone ever ever have someone literally trying to kill you, like David did. Like Saul was trying to take him down, chasing him from cave to cave, and I cannot imagine. But yet, David writes the psalm, and here's what I think David's doing He's going, In everything I've been through, here's how I made it through. Here's how, in the middle of all that, I just remain centered. Here's how, in the middle of everything that was moving in my life, I was not moved. And you're like, David, let me in on it. How did it happen? I'll break it down for you. These first three verses, it's surrender. What does it sound like? David says this, the Lord is my shepherd. Hold up, hold up, Pastor. If the Lord's your shepherd, what does that make David? <laughs> He's just a sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm just a sheep. Therefore, because the Lord is my shepherd and I'm just a sheep, the Lord is my shepherd, he says, I'm all good. Oh wait, I shall not want. He says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leaves me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. David, how did you do it? David, walk me back through. I mean, God's done so much in your life and You face so many things, and yet God would still say of you that you were a man after his own heart. Like, what is going on? And Paul just said this. Here's how I see all of life. The Lord is my shepherd. And here's the first thing you need to write down as you take a step. We're going to move toward an absolute surrendered life. Let me help you take some steps there. We're going to make some confessions. And this is the first confession. Ready? Like, I'm not all that. (laughs) Someone say, I'm not all that. I'm not all that. It's interesting. David could have. You know, like use an illust- any illustration of, of when he was thinking about himself. He could have said, "I'm David, the the giant slayer." You ever heard of Goliath? Yeah, I took him down. I'm David, the king. I'm David, right? I'm David. But he goes, "I'm David, the man. <laughs> I'm just." He says, "I'm David, the sheep." You see, David took a step toward this centered life. He took a step toward 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 being being centered by just going, I'm not all that. Listen, I'm just not a big deal. I, I, and some of you, you're you, the very first thing you need to realize in this whole process and how to get away from the edge, how to stop living on the edge, is just to realize, like, you're not a big deal. Like, you think you're a big deal, and so therefore you're trying to act like a big deal. Therefore, you're trying to hold on to everything. You're trying to control everything. You're trying to, trying to manipulate everything. You're trying, you are so desperately trying to control things that are so out far outside of your control. You're trying to play God, and you're not God, and playing God is a stressful thing. And what you need in order to be centered is to realize, I'm just not all that. You got to come to this place where you go, I can't do this on my own. I don't have the strength. See, some of the people who are on the edge—they're filled with this thing called pride. I've got—I've got the strength. I got the power. You know, like you just like—I got this. I got this. You tell God, I got this. God's like, let me know how that works out for you. But that's how you live. David goes, that's not how I'm living. Here's how I'm living. I don't got this. I, I, I'm not as great. as you'd think. I'm just a sheep. And it's interesting because David is a shepherd, so he knows a lot about sheep. And one of the first things you'll know about sheep, if you spend any time with sheep, not that I have, but I've read a lot about sheep, <laughs> is that they're just dumb animals. <laughs> like, they are. Like, sheep are one of the only animals that cannot survive on their own. Like, their only chance of survival is this thing called a shepherd. They cannot, will not, Make it on their own. They cannot find their food source. They cannot find water. They get, they have so many issues. They get stuff inside their, inside their wool. They like, they, they cannot make it on their own. They have to have a shepherd. David knows that and he goes, here's what I'm like. Like one of those sheep right there. I'm not all that. A sheep's only hope of survival is that someone would care for them, provide for them, protect them, direct them give them anything that they could ever need. Someone will say, I'm not all that. Oh, come on, church, where you at? I'm not all that. I'm not all that. Feels good, right? Just going like, to get the pressure off. So now here's the next step. Once you realize I'm not all that and I can't do this, it's not on me you step into this place of surrender. One of the reasons we don't surrender is because we keep trying to hold on. You, you're trying to fix it. You're trying to do it. You're tra- but once you finally let go, you don't just let go for let go's sake. Like, I'm not all that. I can't do it. What you do is you let go and you give it all. You surrender it all to God. So you go, I'm not all that. And then you do this. I'm not my own. Like, like I'm not all that but I don't have to be. I'm not all that. I, I don't need to be, why? Because I'm not my own. Like my life, listen, is not my own. Think. It, you're a sheep, what does that mean? You are owned by a shepherd. What gives him the right to own me? He purchased me. See, listen, every one of you who are a believer in here today, you've surrendered your life to Jesus. You can know a piece that others can't even begin to touch. Why? Because your life is not your own. You were bought with a price. God gave us his son, Jesus, who died a brutal and bloody death on a cross to purchase you out of sin and death and bring you to life. You are now his. You were bought at a price. You are not your own. Amen? And it's a, it's a It's a theological standpoint you got to get to because when you do, you just go, yeah, there's just so much freedom in that. And you know he bought you not because he had to, but because he loves you? Like he wants you in his fold. He wants to look after you. He wants to guide you. He wants to protect you. He wants to provide for you. He wants to give you the strength. He wants to give you the wisdom. He wants to center you. So he bought you. Listen, you're not all that. And you're not your own. And there's so much freedom in that. That's surrender. That's what centers you. So we live in an age where this is this idea of surrender is it's not popular. We love the idea of being well-fed sheep. We love the idea of the, of the green pastures and the still waters. And it, it had to be, you know, green pastures. Like sh- sheep couldn't find the green pastures unless the shepherd led them there. And, and they wouldn't drink from water that was rough. And so they'd have to lead them to gentle waters, you know. And the shepherd would do that. We love that. We're like, Man, give, me some, give me some green fields and you know, still waters. Some of you right now, that's like you're going, that's what my soul needs. And you're right. That's what your soul that's what your soul needs. And everyone loves that idea. But what where the disconnect is, is that we like the idea, but, but what we don't like is that the way to get to the green pastures and the still waters is by following shepherd, being surrendered to him. So, like, David, why do you go where you go? Because he, he told me to. David, why do you say what you say? Because he told me to. David, why do you not do Things that other people are doing. Well, because God told me not to do those things. And God told me to do these things. David, um, why do you live your life the way you live your life? Because he says, I'm not living my life unto myself. I'm living my life unto my God. I do everything. See, I follow the shepherd. So uh, David's like, "I'm, I'm living in the green pasture and I'm drinking of the still waters. Why? Because he led me here. And you won't know what it's like to be led here unless you follow him there. It's called, someone say surrender. It's it's surrender, friends. Christianity, friends, is not it's not just like fire insurance. Like, I'm not going to hell. Like, it's not just, you know, I know I'm going to heaven, but I'm gonna live like hell until I get there. Like you, that's fine. Not really. I guess what I need to tell you is that like God intends more for you, wants to give you more than just fire insurance. He wants to give you a centered life. And you could have fire insurance "Ah!" and live your life like hell and feel like dizzy all day because I got more for you. It's called following me and, and letting me bring you to this place of of a centeredness, of a, it's all good. None of these things move me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I got peace all up inside me, no matter what's going on around me. How do you get that? You follow him there. He leads you there. And in order to follow him there, you've got to surrender your life to Jesus. Every aspect. So many people want the perks, but they're unwilling to follow the path. There's a path. There's a path. Luke 6, 46, Jesus speaking, and he said this, Why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? And there's people run, Lord, Sunday morning church, man. I, I, come on, it's okay. We to get church. It's not okay, but it is okay. I hear you. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say. We run to church and go, Lord, I love this music. Lord, I love this kids ministry. Lord, I love these people. Lord, this Lord, 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 Lord. And then Jesus. And then we're like, but my life is Lord because it's not just Lord, Lord. It's do what I say. Because if He is your Lord, what does that mean? That He's the boss. He's the Lord. I remember. I'll never forget. I was in student ministry, and I had this uh, this student. always a he's always a, always causing trouble in student ministry, and. I always liked those kids because I was that kid. I was the one who wanted to see how much trouble I could cause. Can I make the youth pastor cry today? All right, let's try. And not that bad. Maybe, maybe that bad. Anyway, I always loved those kids. And I took this kid out one time, um, gave him a really fancy, you know, lunch at, at Taco Bell. And um, during that time, I'm talking to him and I, and I shared this principle with him. Like, you got to surrender. It's like, what's that mean? And I'm like, it means that you make him Lord. It's like, what's that mean? It means that you're not. It means you surrender everything to him. Like, if there's something in your life that God doesn't want in your life, you get it out of your life. Like, you just surrender. And he's like, he's thinking about it. And then we're driving, I'm driving him home or back up to the church where his parents are gonna pick him up. And on the way home, he goes, hey, Pastor Chris, can, can you pull over really quick? I'm like, He's gonna dart. Like I'm gonna pull up. he's going to open the door and he's gonna go running. Like, right. And he he I pull over, he gets out, and he's like digging in his pockets and he's hawking stuff into the forest. And he's I'm like, What are you doing? He goes, I'm making him Lord. He's throwing like like weed out into these, like d- drugs in this pocket. He's just like I'm like, this kid was like, he came low, like he was, he's, he was ready. But but between Taco Bell and the church, he made Jesus Lord. And I, come on, he made, and I sat and I prayed with him. He surrendered his life, and God started centering his life, working in his life, moving his life. He's not just showing up to youth group. He's making him Lord. He's just not showing up to liking the the people and the music. He's making him Lord. Come on, make him Lord. Some of y'all got some stuff in your pockets. And in your life, that God's going, give it to me. Surrender it. Make me Lord. God's calling you to do some things you don't want to do. Well, if, you, if he is your Lord, you're going to do the things that God's calling you to do, even when it doesn't completely make sense to you and your finite understanding of life. It's just a it's just a total surrender. I got some dreams, surrender your dreams. I got some hopes, surrender your hopes. Why? Cuz God's got better dreams. He's got better hopes. And if he's given you those dreams, he's going to get you to those dreams only to realize that his dreams are bigger than your dreams. God, I mean, just surrender it all. Surrender it all. You move from you move from owning things. Like this is the American American we own stuff. You know, that's so we make it all about us and that, if that if life is all about you you 're on the edge, and it 's dizzy so here you are going, well this is about this is about my agenda this is about this' is about you know you know my will and my desires and this is about you know, you know my goals and my dreams, and me 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 me, you have me monster, and therefore it's it's my house and my money and 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 it's it's right my glory and that is so stressful. Surrender says it's not about me. Surrender says it's all about him. So now it's not my will. It's not my desire. It's not it's not not my purposes. It's not, it's yours, right? And there is so much freedom in that. Watch, God. Matter of fact, all it's all your. It, My life is yours. (sighs) Those kids, they're yours. God, this marriage, I'm doing all I can, God, but ultimately it's yours. God, my future, (laughs) that's not your future. Stop it. You trying to figure out all that is so stressful. Here's what you do you surrender. You go, that future, come on, it's yours. Throw at me what you may. Think of me what you will. My life belongs to him. That money is yours. The house is yours. it's just your it's all your. I just surrendered. We went through we went through COVID and I mean honestly, you know, you're wondering, like, do we stop a church? Like we didn't meet for, what, almost a year? And you're we're recording stuff, we're sending it into like the I always te- tease my kids, putting on the YouTubes, and uh, we're putting it all on the YouTubes, you know, whatever, and I'm not an old man, but I'm trying to be an old man. We're getting there. I do know, I actually am getting old. Uh, we went shopping the other day, and I told Tatum, I said, I went and I went, I just need to find some pants that are easy to put on. <laughs> That's how you know when you're getting old. Just find me something easy to put on. These are them, everybody. These are very easy, by the way, to put on. So you're throwing all this out into YouTube, and you're just kind of hoping, do we still have a church? But, but here's what I just kept reminding all my pastor friends and what I kept telling myself in the middle of all of it. It's going to be okay. Why? It's not my church. Like, if this is my church, if this is me, if it all depends on me, talk about stressful, but it's not mine. Jesus says, the church belongs to me. Matter of fact, he said, I will build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. That's like, it's his church. Let's let him do his thing with his church, right? Amen. So listen, you take that into every area of your life. I'm telling you, it's centering, it's free. How could Paul possibly say, none of these things moved me? Because he knew some things about himself. I'm not all that. And he knew some things about his God. He's Lord. He's Lord. And when you make Jesus Lord, here's what he does. Watch. He leads you one step at a time. Did you see where it is that he leads you? Like, so he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. You got to see this. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. There it is for you in scripture. We talked about it. You're not your own. You're bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. We're going to get to that. Do you see where God leads you, by the way, back in the psalm, when you do surrender? Let's, let's get our minds around this as we close. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore I shall not want. Why? why? Why am I in a place of not? Why am I so centered? Watch. If you bring it up on the screen, I shall not want. He makes me. Let's put it up on the screen for everybody if we can. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. So look at me, everybody. You, you're tracking. Look. You're surrendered, and then what does he do when you surrender? He leads you to these green pastures. He leads you to these still waters. He restores your soul. The, the word there literally means that he, he constantly recenters you. He constantly brings you back. When you're walking with him, he constantly gets you from living on the edge to being in the middle. He restores my soul. But what you need to see, so important, huge. you got to take this out with you. What is the path he calls you to walk? He gets you to the places he wants you to go. How does he get you to the still waters? How does he get you to the green pastures? How does he restore your soul? He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Righteousness. When I'm surrendered to God, what does he start to do? He goes to work on my character. He starts to put truth all up inside of me. Righteousness, just to boil it down, rightness. You want to know what it is to live a centered life? You grow in your character. You want to know what it is to live a centered life? You get truth on the inside. Because if you don't have truth on the inside, if you don't guard your character, if you don't let God lead you in paths of righteousness, right? Do you understand that? Like God going, that's not right. This is right. And when you're making the decision, you go, I'm not going to choose what's not right. I am going to choose what is right. I'm going to walk in righteousness. See how simple this is, right? Simple, but yet difficult. When you choose to go this path, you're spinning. You're dizzy. When you choose to go this path, you're centered. You're okay. Why? Because you've got truth on the inside. Psalm 51.6 says this, behold, you desire truth on the inward parts. This is what God is always working on. And in the hidden part, you will make me know wisdom. So, watch. If you don't have truth on the inside, if you are not walking in what's right, friends, your life is constantly spinning because you think to yourself, what if they find out? Like, what if when you're not genuine, when there's not character, when you haven't allowed God to develop that in you, when you're not walking with it, like when you've got things in your life that you're trying to hide from others in your life, you're spinning. You don't have to live that way. When you don't have righteousness, when you don't have truth, you're like, what if they found out, what if they find out that I did that? What if they find out that I looked at that? What if they find out that I lied about that? What if they find out that, that I... And you live your life on the edge of this wheel because you, you, you haven't allowed God to give you genuine truth on the inside. And I'm telling you, no matter how much you try to wear a mask that everything's okay, no matter how hard you try to make it look like your life is not spinning, you are spinning. You don't know peace until you've got truth on the inside, until you've let God wash you, cleanse you, restore you, come on, fill you, and move you into paths of righteousness. That's what surrender is, everybody. Don't compromise your character. Some of you, your go-to in life is you mess up. And instead of fessing up, like you're gonna bury it. You're gonna tweak it. Try to, here's what you're doing you're running around trying to, trying to control some narrative. Look at me, everybody, about your life. Here's what I want you to believe, and here's what I want you to see, and, and here's what I want you to think. But here's what I want you to think and, and and here's what and you're just running around and you've got you're trying to keep your your kids, you know, fooled over here and your wife and your boss and the the people, you know, uh, uh, that you work with and you you are trying to hold up this outside thing. And the problem is it's not you. It's not true. It's a narrative that you're continuing to to try and tell others that that it has actually there's nothing genuine about it. Why? Because when you mess up, instead of just festing up, you, no, 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 no that's not, it's not what it looks like. There is nothing to see here. <laughs> or you're doing things that, that you know before God is not right. And you're over here in this room allowing that to happen, but you're coming out in this room and it's like, hey, church time. <laughs> you're spinning come on, look at me, but you don't have to, man, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to, you can, you can have peace, you can have freedom, you can be washed, you can be cleansed, you can be restored, friends, you can have hope, you can let God and His love move you from whatever path you've walked down to where it is He wants you, where it is you need to be, and how's that happen? Surrender It's just surrender The Bible says this If we confess our sins You just confess it God already sees it You confess it If we confess our sins He's faithful and just To forgive us our sins And to cleanse us From all what? Unrighteousness So that you can live righteous Righteous some of you, listen, this isn't in my notes, but this is for somebody. Some of you are actually afraid of the real you. And so you're hiding behind a false you. If you could f- surrender and just let a little, little bit of brokenness of your life, like you just, and just be true to your real struggles confess to God, maybe there's some others around you you need to confess to, you need to get real with if you can move to that place, here's what will happen is God will start transforming the real you so you don't have to keep holding up this fake you like he he really will but if you keep holding up the facade God can't get a hold of this right? Just let God get a hold of this. In in, in Scripture, Paul goes before before the Lord, and he's praying for for you and I, and he says, God, I, I, I pray that you would strengthen them in their innermost being, in the inside of who they are, that Jesus would dwell in your hearts through faith, that Jesus would find himself at home in every single part inside of your life. That's his prayer for you and I. What's that called? Righteousness called being genuine. Letting God have your heart. Surrender. So everybody, life's going to spin. Always spin. I can't stop it. Some of your lives are spinning faster than others, but life's going to spin. Paul's life was spinning. David's life was spinning. And on and on. We could have looked at any characters in the Bible. Life is spinning. But David says, I shall not want. Paul says I shall not be moved. And it starts friends by following him, surrendering and letting him move you to the middle and center your life. Let him do it today. My prayer for every one of you is that you don't leave this place. Don't leave here dizzy. Come on. I just get right with God. Walk out of here and instead of holding up some facade just walk out of, you're broken, you're broken. And let God restore you from that place of brokenness. Like, just get real. Stop pretending. So you gotta have a conversation with God. And it might be a conversation with some loved ones. There might be just some conversations you need to have where you allow God to move you today to the middle.